All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Chesko. I've heard a version of that before. You have? I think so. I think he's out. I think he's tapped out of ways to say it. Come on, man. There's only so many ways. <laughs> No, it's okay. I think so I think just revert back to the same every time. I think, I think so. there's a lot of ways because there's give a lot the, of words in there. Give the people what they want, man. There's certain things when people hear you say what you say, it says, "Oh, a good pod's coming. I'm ready." I hope so. I hope so. It could mean, "Ooh, listen to the idiot. Say it a now, different way again." Listen, I have the pleasure of handling a lot of the social media channels that we keep up to date throughout the season, throughout the weeks in between our episodes yeah. and based on the ones that are reaching out to us they like what we're doing so, no, no, so keep no doing what saying, you're doing listen to the idiot i'm really good at the mute button so maybe that's part of it i don't know <laughs> okay. but no that's not kidding uh, uh, that's not true i am uh, kidding on that but we've got game week three to discuss and all of the fantasy premier league implications that came out of game week three what an interesting game week not only in terms of fantasy points scored because there were some points that were scored yeah there was but listen to some of these score lines it started with villa two everton nil norwich two chelsea three yeah united one palace two spurs nil newcastle one freaking crazy it was a pretty crazy game week three that's what makes it fun that's what makes it the premier league am i right yeah it was a lot of fun and yet there's one match that we have to focus on because dave Long-time listeners of the podcast know that I'm a Liverpool fan. I try, I try to stay neutral with my analysis as much neutral as possible. my ass. You're an Arsenal fan. I'm never neutral. You don't even try, and that's okay. But we had a uh, FSFC derby. Man, we did. This we, past weekend. We did. It was at Anfield, the dreaded Anfield, where Arsenal gets their arse kicked on a regular basis. On Friday, you were saying, hey, this Anfield curse has to end sometime, right? Listen, you gotta you gotta talk it before you can walk it. Now, well, that was wishful thinking. Saturday morning, you said, "I wonder how bad we'll get beat." Yes, that's that's more like it. And then Saturday night, you <laughs> said, "This is what I expected." <laughs> Me too, for the record. Yeah, Liverpool three, Arsenal. Are we talking about the game right now? Let's go into it a little bit. So it was it was. Um, I mean, we'll, we might as well just add the Arsenal moment kind of into this sort of right now. All right, honestly, because I didn't write a letter. I was too distraught. I wasn't that distraught. Honestly, this there's multiple ways you can look at it. A lot of Arsenal fans are upset with with 
uh, Emery for his lineup. I knew that he would foul it up some way. I knew it. I knew going into it. I was waiting for 6.31, so Eastern Standard Time here in the U.S., where I could see the lineups for the first time. And sure enough, Lacazette's not in it. And I'm like, screw me. There's Jaka. There's Jaka. And I, knowing, I know he's just going to foul things up. So that already kind of started off bad. And then I see the rest of the lineup, and I'm like, how is that going to work? Like, are they playing a 4-4-2? And even then, I still don't like Willock and Sabalos out on the wings playing because they're normally both kind of playing more in the center of the pitch because Guendouzi and Jaka were in the middle. I'm going to try to mention every Arsenal. Yeah, you're also going to try to say their names wrong. Don't say the one, dude, because that's going to come up more later. Sure. I, I won't I won't <laughs> I don't know what that means, so I'm just as curious as all the listeners. Listening. I won't mention Arsenal's newest high, high record signing. Oh, yes. I won't yes. mention yes. that guy's name. Yes. yes. But that guy will call him we'll call him John for the rest of me blowing hot air. Okay. We'll call John. John had a great game. John had a great game. Joe Willock had a great game. Even though he was playing out of position. It was just really frustrating. Anyway, so sure enough You could at least call him Nick. Arsenal, Nick. Would you like Nick better? Sure. That's like your brother. Is your brother's name Nick? Yes, but your, just... your own fans have a song for him, Super Nick. Super Nick? They were, yeah, they were singing Super Nick whenever he came on a Fine, couple Fine, Super weeks ago. Nick. Okay. Super Nick. So not John. John is out. Super okay. Nick is in. All That's right. who you meant. That's what I meant. Yes. Anywho, moving on. Bottom line is this. They... Arsenal, for the most part, played a 4-4-2, but a diamond in the middle. And and they just said, for, for whatever reason, hey, we're going to let the best two fullbacks in the league just have all the space they want. And they can just go up and back on, you know, uncontested. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because even Klopp said himself, that tactic surprised me. <laughs> right? So in other words, like, it, technically, if you're going to go into a game and if you can technically just completely surprise the other coach, I guess that's something. But in good. a way that caters to his team's So I strength. get it. So, But here's the thing. And and I had a defensive coach one time uh, when when I played years and years ago and when I was under 16. He believed in playing. No, seriously, we had, a, we had a good goalkeeper and a good defense, and we had, like, one striker who – but we did not have a great offensive team. He coached to that. He believed in winning games, one nothing or two one, yeah. and so the biggest part was you had to to take advantage of your one or two chances. If you didn't, the the strategy fails. Arsenal decided to play it really tight, clog the middle, make crosses come in, and continue to clear them. Mm-hmm. The problem was they didn't convert their chances. No. Aubameyang had an open goal. Or Adrian being a fool out again like mm. you said he's gonna cost us points mm. scott he that he was sh- close he should have right and then super pe- nick and then super nick had a had a was um, one-on-one basically i know it that's what i was gonna say it. how much different is this match if if they convert either it's of those crazy chances? right because look you could look at it and go well it's only two goals you still lost three one i know but it's fair anyone who watches enough football understands that like one goal here or there changes the dynamic of everything so yeah this was the biggest thing I was frustrated with. Okay. At halftime, Emery has never been scared to make change. In fact, he almost always makes changes at halftime. Yeah, because it's almost like he doesn't know what to do in the first half, and then he gets some kind of revelation for the second half. I He stayed with the same tactics in the second half. Which was a revelation to me. Which is... which is <laughs> why, which is Why did he do that? Why would you? Because that tactic only works when you're even and or leading, right? Mm. And he was neither at halftime. You're yeah. down one nothing. Change something. Why are you waiting until 80 minutes to bring in Lacazette? 
80th minute he comes in. Yeah. That's crazy town. Anyways, bottom line is, look, I didn't expect to win. I was in best maybe hoping for a draw. I just feel like the manager's not... It's still kind of handicapping the team. He's not letting them play to their best, and that's what's a little frustrating. Hmm. Interesting. You know, it was shocking. You might be shocked to find out, Dave, that uh, Danny Ceballos was uh, not as good statistically as he was a week ago. No, well, yeah, Danny talked a big game after Burnley about how to play real football, and uh, I didn't even notice him out there. Well, is, well, you noticed him on one play he, where he almost gifted Mane a goal. It's true. You know who I did notice, though? David Luiz. Yeah, I noticed true. David Luiz in a couple of, of key plays. Which is wild. He actually had a decent game, save those two those two moments. Very public mistakes. I know. Listen, when you're in defense... Could I, could I, can I dare say they were almost Mustafi-esque? Um, yeah, that's fair. But the, the rest of his game... No, Mustafi-esque is ru- raising his arm up, hoping that someone's <laughs> offside. That's, that's, right. that's the Mustafi. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luis kind of did that when he was getting out of the way of Mo Salah to let him go on oh, the goal. Which, God. by the way, that was a nice goal, Dave. Two goals for Mo Salah. It was. And uh, I was real close to selling him for Mane, and I stuck with it. And did you captain him? I didn't. I went with the uh, other home captain. Well, no. I won't fault anyone for captaining Salah. I th- he would have been a great captain. I felt like... I felt like Arsenal would have a better chance against Newcastle than, I mean, against Liverpool than Newcastle would against Kane at Spurs. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I was wrong. Brian, who was the most transferred out last week? Wasn't it Mo Salah? He was transferred out a lot. Salah, I think, was the most transferred out of all. But he had had the highest ownership of anyone to be transferred out to. Even so, what did I say? I said, you are overreacting if you are selling Mo Salah after two game weeks. And what does he do? He scores two in game week three. Well, Scott, he's not going to play Arsenal every week. That's true. If only he could. If only <laughs> Liverpool could. We would win the title running uh, away. Well, listen, your luck hasn't been as good at Emirates. But at Anfield, your record uh, recently. I mean, I was one. I, I transferred him out. I, I just needed the dollar. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not happy about it. No, of course not. I'd rather have points. But Dave, all in all, though, you're still third in the table. Arsenal's still third in the table with six points through three matches. That's not bad. Look. A loss at Anfield's not bad for us. No, I mean, it's it, it, it's not like we lost uh, at home to Crystal Palace and or lost at home to Newcastle. So, hey, it's okay. So we have jumped right into discussing the matches. We're going to get into the fantasy implications next and talk about the Game Week 3 Dream Team and all the things that are associated with that. But first, Brian alluded to the fact that we are going to learn how to say a certain Arsenal player's name. You said record signing, club record signing. Club record is that signing. correct? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is an important player for us to know and to understand how to say his name. And it was a little different. It changed this week, I think, from last week to this week with how the announcers here in the United States said it. So, Brian, yeah. tell us once and for all, what is the correct pronunciation? A little segment, we'll, a little segment we like to call How to Say with Brian J. How to Say It. You want to learn how to say this guy's name? Yes, I want to learn how to say his name. Make a music? You want to music? I like it to make the music. What was it? Make a music? Make a music? Put some music on it. <laughs> yes, let's always put some music I'll on it. I'll give you a thing. choice. I know what I prefer, but the other one might not be too bad. I want fake French song the Flight of the Concords did called Fou de Fafa. 
Yeah, it's awesome. That one? Great song. Or if you wanted to, you could do that. It's not French enough, or I'd ask for David Brent, the song just called Ooh La La. There's no real... That that's probably closer here for what we need, but my song preference is Fudu Fafa. Okay, all right, fine. This French-born winger, the most expensive one-footed player in the history of Arsenal Male Models Inc. <laughs> Are you going to explain that? The most expensive one-footed player in the history of Arsenal Male Models Inc. Just 72 million pounds for a left foot. <laughs> I kid just a little bit. His stats with Lille were outstanding, of course. Just remember that he was involved in 49% of the club's goals last season. 49%? 22 goals, 11 assidos. Yes. Crazy. Did I mean, they finish second in the league? Oh, uh, I don't know, Dave. They did. On Saturday, the thing of significance that we really need to highlight here is that he became the first player, you saw this, to successfully dribble past Virgil van Dijk. Whoa, 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 whoa. Someone can, you can actually do it? He's the first player in the Dutch defender's last 50 appearances to dribble past Virgil van Dijk. I thought he was undribble viable. This player was immediately voted into the Global Professional Footballer's All-Time Greatest Hall of Fame. Given one million Globo bucks, <laughs> you can spend those anywhere. And the UN issued a resolution forbidding anyone from ever again making fun of his name by calling him Peepee. <laughs> right, sure, that's that'd be bad. That, that, Scott, that. I think your issue with the guy is that Arlo White was calling him. It's not Peepee. Right, it's Pepe. Okay, that's right. not yeah. that's not the disputed. I just I'm hung there. up on the fact that it required a UN resolution Pepe. to say that. Right? Arlo White was calling him Nicola, Nicola, which was different. Well, strap yourselves in, because Nicola. Arlo was he like that. Arlo is correct. Wow, of the, course he is. The yeah. No 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 no. You cannot go right to. Of course, Arlo White is because of who he is. That is bull. Listen, it wasn't Lee Dixon or Grandma So saying it. It was Arlo White. And Arlo has been wrong on many, 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 many things. But who? Who's the one who retweeted Ian Dark about how all the players sit down? In front I of retweeted him? Ian Dark. Okay, yeah. about how all the cam- all the players sit down in front of a camera and say their own names. Guess who doesn't work for the NBC? Pronunciation guy, <laughs> Ian, Ian Dark. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he should, because obviously he knows. We're stealing Brian's second. Freaking Ian, Nar- Ian Dark's the best. You're Dark even greater than Thierry Henry because he dribbled past Virgil, player of all time, is none other than Nicola Pepe. It is Nicola. Yeah. No, it's not Nicola. Not like knee, like I have two knees. It is no, it's just the fun. Nicola. I mean, just look, is it Nicola? It's, it's, well, I mean, no, it's more, it's, it's Nicola. Nicola. It is Nicola. <laughs> Nicola. Nic- n- Nicola. Nicola Pepe. Nicola Pepe. This is my favorite moment of every pod when you guys just, well, all of us, we just say the name over and over again to each other. I want to make sure I get it right. Just, just for practice. Nicola, Nicola Makes for great Pepe. listening. Pepe. Wonderful, Brian. Thank you very much for helping set the record straight. We have a long season ahead of player pronunciations, by the way. 
it's going to be a very good season of getting the record straight on how to pronounce these players' names. A lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there. We had to we had to debate a little bit who to do here. I'm glad we chose Nicola Pepe. Nicola Pe- Pepe. All right, it's time to get into the game week three dream team. Nicola Pepe. <laughs> As we often do, we will use this to uh, launch our conversation to all the relevant fantasy talk, FPL talk that you need. I'm going to go a little differently this week. I'm going to go points-wise, mm. highest to lowest, not not formation-wise. So we're going to start with the highest point scorer of the week, David Smith. It was Mo Salah's 15. Anything else you want to say about Mo Salah, sir? Mo Salah! Mo Salah! Isn't that the song that Liverpool sings? I'm sure that's part of it. So, so, something like that? If not, it's catchy enough. Yep. For sure, good. Brian, you transferred him out for who? Well, I, I transferred him out for Mane, uh, mm. shuffled some money around, but it was also with the intention of getting Raheem Sterling in. Yeah, team. but you also used it on your wild card, so, I mean, that makes... You played your wild card? Yeah, I had to. Brian! Tell us about your wild card that you played before game week three. Well, I had to play it because I had Bernardo Silva, I had Ryan Frazier, I had did not have Raheem Sterling. I just had too many. I had too many holes to fill. Uh, I feel like not starting with Raheem Sterling was a. I mean, it was a thirty point error. So I just look at my score and think, yeah, it's thirty points I could have had, basically. What? Tell us a little bit about the other moves that you made. Well, I wanted to. I wanted to. Well, I I did go for a little bit of money. So one of the other team of the week guys is is in there now. So Timu Timu Puki is now part of my. He he replaced Josh King. He did not make uh, team of the week. Really? Oh, Halaire. He, he got bumped. Yeah. Well, former uh, prior to the uh, West Ham United Watford match, <laughs> right? Uh, team of the sure. week player Timu Puki. Uh, is in there. So that I mean, was Timu Puki is the player of FPL so far this season. Let's just say it. All right. I know that I have this bet with you, Dave, about how many goals he's going to score in the season. It's not even fun now because I know I'm going to win the bet. I don't. I'm not convinced. But he continues to produce. He has for three weeks. He's done it against Liverpool and Chelsea, barring injury. Barring injury. Yeah. Timu Puki is the story of FPL so far through three yeah, game weeks. There's no sure. doubt about it. We're not going to discuss him as part of the dream team, but he was close enough to being there, thanks to uh, I believe it was a goal and an assist, goal right? And an assist, against yeah. Chelsea. And, uh, and so while he's not in the squad, he has to at least get some kind of token mention because anyone who doesn't have Timu Puki at this point, and that's me, mm-hmm. feels like they have to go get him. I don't have him, and I'm not going to yet. I don't know that I will either because I'm okay with my front line. But it's it, it, it does sound crazy to say you're not getting Timu Puki well, these mean, days. I already missed the... He was already in a, in a in a range for me. I would have had to sell one of my higher price guys, and I wasn't ready right. to do that. And so his price keeps going up. But I'm like, who cares? So what? Like he he's just going to get up. That's to a Ashley weird Barnes thing. Range That's a weird thing. Range. That's a weird thing for Money Man to say I because know. Pookie has gone up. He will go up 0.5 before this week happens. I, and so, that was part. That was one of the main reasons why I was getting him because I lost so much money on players losing value. That I was like, I just want to make up some of this money ground. So what? Was and and then on top of that, it was a fine matchup. Like I, I, I believe the numbers for him. I want guys that are continuing to go up, but you can't get everyone. And for me, and the way my team was set up, I couldn't get the Pookie. Yeah, that sounds All, silly now, because I, he's not that expensive. But I have Aubameyang and Kane. I'm still having faith in him. Aubameyang continues to produce. Kane, I'm a little shaky on. I just got to. 
I gotta try to set it and forget it with Kane Scott. Yeah, he'll get there. At, at, look, he's gonna score twenty goals. Yep. Barring injury, he's gonna score. Even 20 Even with goals. injury, he might score twenty goals. So, so, anyways, bottom line is I got Mason Greenwood in there. There's no money in my third striker. So at this point, I'm like, well, if Pookie just keeps scoring, he's just gonna catch up to Ashley Barnes and others, and so it's just not that big of a deal for me. Other places, and what's most important, anyone listening to me right now, Scott, you've already gotten burned a couple times, and you're like, I don't care. I promise you it's going to hurt you. Don't lose money on players in the beginning of the season when your players drop. And look, they can always come back up, but now they're going to have to come up three times for you to get one-tenth out of it once they drop. Yeah, I, that you're, was... talking about whether, you're talking about getting money back when I transfer those players out once the you, assumption there is that i'm going to transfer those players out what if i don't so look check this out vardy let's say you got vardy i he, do have vardy and he and he lost a tenth he did and then he scored now, a goal in order for him to get that tenth back for you he is gonna have to get to now a 6.1 or a 9.1 he was nine he's dropped to an eight nine he now for him to get back to a nine and you to get your money back his price has to go up two times what I'm saying is when you lose money, it is double hard to get it back. You're not going to be able to avoid price drops across if 15 you players no, on your if team. You not, if you're yes, gonna you av- not if you don't want to take massive negative force. Nope. You just got to pay a little bit of attention. That's, and that, that's no, crazy. No, that was what I, I mean. I, look, I part of my thinking was I already didn't like the way Ryan Frazier and Bournemouth were looking after week two. So could they bounce back against Manchester City? Absolutely not. There was absolutely no chance of that happening against Manchester City. So already on the back of two lackluster performances for Ryan Frazier in the first two weeks, I'm already losing a tenth on him, and there's no and there's no end in sight for that to just bounce back all of a sudden. I don't like him again this weekend. So like you don't like Bournemouth? No. All right, let me just throw this in what, here. What I'm what I'm saying At Leicester, no. Sure, I get that with the matchup, but I uh, Frazier was out. He was my transfer out. Right. If you follow us on Instagram, you know that because you'll see my lineup as we go throughout the season. I I listened to one of the things, the, one of the very last pieces of wisdom, Brian, that you dispensed on our podcast last week. It was at the mm. very. It was. I think there were two minutes left on our very long podcast. Yeah, sure. And Brian said Manuel Lanzini. Yep. And when I heard him say that after re-listening to our episode again, Look I said because you, you always learn something. When I you, always learn when you something. Listen back. Absolutely, I do. And listeners. You would benefit from listening all the way through to maybe this episode as well. Who knows what's coming in the last two minutes this week? That's true. Even as I say this, I have no idea. Hopefully something. <laughs> but anyway, last week there was something. It was Manuel Lanzini, mentioned by Brian. I transferred yeah. Ryan Frazier out for Lanzini. Got some money back yes. in my bank for that move. Got some points for that. Yeah. Frazier's out. But you know what, Cherry, I didn't transfer out? Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson. I know he lost a yeah. tenth too. No. Still in my lineup. You know what his scores are so far this season? Right. Five, five, five. Yeah, and that's completely fine. And even I think I, I think even if you have Josh King, there was still some like at least you got something. Ryan Frazier was nothing and yeah, a little bit on the creative side, but there was nothing coming. Well, and so, the fear is Harry Wilson's taken all of Ryan Frazier's opportunities. Well, away. and I, I'm not so concerned about that. It's just more like it just this for whatever reason they are just not clicking the They're same the way same. right now. They're not the same. So they can they can overcome that. I'm sure there's a point where they will they will 
come good. But this is where I'm already veering away, like I said I would if you listen to us during our summer episodes. I'm I'm reformed a little. I'm I'm modernizing my approach to FPL, but I'm not all in on this value thing. Because I think Callum Wilson and Jamie Vardy are going to come through just fine. They both lost a tenth going into this game week, but both put up some points for me in my squad this week, and I feel good about that, and I think over the course of the season, they're going to be just fine. That's why I look at my forwards and I say, okay, I could bring in Timu Puki now, but the risk there is that he's going to score more points moving forward if I bring him in now than either Vardy or Wilson, whichever one I would transfer out. I'm not convinced that's going to be the case. I'm taking the long approach, playing the long game with this. I know Jamie Vardy is going to be top five in forwards by the end of the season. What's really insane about Jamie Vardy dropping in price and being Jamie Vardy is that he's not even he's not even in the top ten transfers in for forwards this week, and eight point nine for Jamie Vardy. And maybe maybe it's that in two weeks. People are seeing a couple of red matches back to back for Leicester. That's so silly. They they play Bournemouth at home this week. What are you afraid of? Nothing. That's why. That's exactly it. Even if I was a scared, even if I was a scared, a scared. Why, why is everybody Italian today? <laughs> even if I was scared about his price drop, when I look at that matchup, I'm I don't play the matchups first. But if I'm going to look at who I'm transferring out, and I've got I've got a few guys that I want to get out of my lineup, and the wild card is tempting me. I'm probably going to resist. Jamie Vardy, with his price drop, is not anywhere near the top of my list to send out, and the matchup coming up this weekend is part of the reason why. No, that's, I get that, and that's fair. I, I think, look, you're right. You've gotten returns from Vardy and Wilson, and, and I'm not going to bang you over the head over that. It is it is difficult though, especially well. It's better if you don't own them. Like in other words, if if you're listening to this and you own uh, someone else who who you you're ready to get rid of, sure, you're on the fence. Going you want to go Wilson to them point, now with, as an eight point nine. Yep, 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 absolutely. Right, yep. Na- or seven point nine with Wilson, right? Because he was an eight. Is that right? Yeah, and then Callum Wilson and, and, started and Vardy is now at now eight point nine. Correct. Now, now's the time to go to him, maybe, especially Vardy. Now, with because the home now they're going to be in, yep. a, in a in a position. They play each other this week to move up. Yeah. Yep. Valid point. We had three forwards with thirteen points in the dream team. Let's start with the the one that I want to talk about first. The one that we said probably wouldn't play, Dave, or at least wouldn't start. Sergio Aguero started and scored two goals. Well. No, look, it's a surprise, right? Because he and Pep had that row. That's right. And so it was like, I don't know. Jesus looked really good. I, I believe I believe it was. But a, Pep a, and Aguero you left mean, hugging and kissing. You, you want to say you believe it's Rao. Well, I thought that. But also I want to say I thought it was a touchline bust-up. Oh, yes. Mm, touchline bust-up. Yeah. Bust-up on the touchline. So here's, here's what we need to realize about Manchester you know, honestly, we knew this already, and we just forgot it for a week. Yeah, it was back to normal this week. You take the it standard. It was back to normal. You take the standard l- way of thinking, but not for the reason that necessarily you would have thought. Go ahead. With Manchester City, you take the standard way of thinking. You do the opposite, <laughs> and even then, you have a fifty-fifty chance. You do the opposite, then you do the opposite, and then you might have a chance at getting it fifty percent right. And the reality is, it's Pep. Pep well, is, is a, a mad genius walking a fine line between uh, manipulation and motivation, look, and he's a brilliant person. I don't think doing we it. knew this, but Jesus had a knock. Yeah, that no one knew it until the team sheet came out, and there was no Jesus on the on, in the team at all. And that guy is where we all got. 
Yeah, because what don't we have in the league still, Dave? A injury protocol. We need an injury protocol. So How many Jesus, years have we been saying this? So we know that Jesus has a hamstring injury and in Manchester. No, we don't. Well, now we do. Yes, we do. But we didn't. We did not. And ManchesterCityFC.com confirms he'll be out until after the international break. So you know for sure you get Sergio Aguero starting at home against Brighton next week. Is this just one of those convenient ones, though, where he doesn't have to go back to Brazil and saves on all those miles of travel? Certainly is a is a You think Jesus is like an Amazon activist and he's like... Taking a break to go over there and pour water on some fires? No, that could be as well. Interesting. If but he, that would defeat the purpose of what I just suggested, which is that he would save on the wear and tear of the travel, Dave. Oh, uh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Sergio Aguero, though, 13 points. If you kept with him, you felt great about that. If you have him, there's it, some people in our mini league who has him, and they have like... Uh, there's one Manchester City fan in our mini league who has Aguero, De Bruyne, and Sterling, and he's like, he's doing great. He's like, I'm sure fourth. he is. Well, of course he is. <laughs> That's a really good. Move. Hey, and you know who that is? His brother Matt's brother-in-law. Oh, nice. Yeah, so he it's his who first. Let, who let him in? Well, his first year in the mini league. He mm. he is I, in and doing good right now. On my wild card, one of the things I agonized over was finding a way to make. KDB, one of my midfielders of any kind. Did you bring him in? I did not. Uh, and But this week, I'm also kicking around that exact thing of bringing in Sergio Aguero. Quickly at this point, can yeah. you fi- finish up your, your team? No, your just, I mean, like I was... All, all, no, just, I mean, look, the biggest thing for me was getting Sterling. I mean, that was it. You had to have I, Sterling. I absolutely cannot afford... No one can afford to not have him. He's so, been my captain all season so far. So and he saved and, my season. And I know that <laughs> I know that Sterling, Salah, like if you have either of them, like to I, I mean I don't I don't see over the course of the season I, I don't see how you know yes it could definitely it could definitely be way worse by having Mane. I mean Mane, we know what he's capable of though. I, and it was not because I wanted to get rid of Salah at all. I mean you, I, you I, wanted I, the pound I, dollar. I needed the money because I wanted, no matter how I made my defense, I wanted the defense to be a little bit better than I had it. So, and it was also to get, like I said, I got Pookie. I swapped out Den Donker for, for Cantwell. Nicely done. Den um, Donker didn't start. Den Donker did not start. Cantwell with some returns. Cantwell is up to 4.7, and there's a chance that Cantwell is going to go to 4.8 before the end of the week. As long as he stays under 5, I think lots of people will still be able to jump on him. Brian. Do you yep. know who the highest points per pound midfielder is so far this season? Through three uh, game weeks? Cantwell. Leander Todd, Dendonker. Todd Cantwell. Oh. oh 4.19 points per pound. Uh, I did what I said. I Since I didn't do what I've said up to this point uh, <laughs> in the season, I brought Lanzini in as as my fourth midfielder. Look at you. And then I, uh, and then I wrecked my defense. Absolutely uh, Miley Cyrus straight through it. Wow! I wrecking. <laughs> I took out. I took out the one guy I said I wouldn't take out, and it was the exactly the thing that cost me a lot Trent of points. Alexander Arnold. I am. You I said am Liverpool. Would not def- leave your lineup. I am Liverpool defender free, and I'm also points free this week in my defense. So. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. So, yeah, but they hey, haven't had a clean sheet no, yet. No, look, no, hey, this, look. We said it. You could say it at the beginning of the. You said it at the beginning of the of this episode. Look at those score lines. If you played a Southampton defender, an Aston Villa defender, or a Newcastle defender, you got a clean sheet. No one played Angles? 
I, I don't know who played anyone. Why would you play Aston Villa against Everton? Why would you have that? How many how many Aston Villa defenders could people possibly own? I mean, some people triple captain Ingles, the highest scoring team in in the Premier League this week. No, no, no. After Friday. After Friday. The guy who had the most points after Friday okay. had triple captain Engels. He also had McGinn and now there is and Grealish. So he was a now there player. is a yeah, there is it. an Aston Villa defender that I like, but it's not somebody that you I, to me. I just don't I just don't see that as you didn't look at that as a viable strategy prior to this week. Oh, nobody yeah. was nobody was piling on Jamal Lascelles or or Paul Dummett. For Newcastle as they travel to Spurs after their showing at Norwich, I'm just saying like this week was just an absolute fluke, top to bottom. Everything was wrong this week. Quickly run through your defense. Aaron Wan Bissaka. Okay. Luca Dina. Okay. Kyle Walker. Okay. John Lundstrom. So you spent a little bit of money back there. John Lundstrom. Yeah, he's, he's and and Kyle Walker Peters. You have two Kyle Walkers. I have both Kyle Walkers. I wanted to make sure I solidified my <laughs> Kyle Walker backline. <laughs> Brian has the no, both Kyle I moved. Walker. Listen, I'm, you played the absolute... Your game week three defense was absolutely the best game week two defense uh, you possibly could have played. <laughs> That's funny to me. No, well, I mean, Juan Bissaka was bad Newcastle last was going to win one nothing. And nor Crystal Palace is going to win. Well, that's at how Old we started. Trafford. That's how we started. Just saying, just, I, we had I some went, crazy storyline. I just I, I wanted to go up from. I, I believed in the points. You kind of spent for, some money back there. Well, I believe in the points for Dina. That was the whole point. Was I? I Seamus is. I love Seamus, but I wanted that. I wanted that security. Dina's. You think Seamus cursed you this weekend? Is that what happened? No, not at all. Oh, I no. think no. I maybe think, Seamus did curse you. No, we can talk about Everton more later. But all of those guys, like to me, no, it, you personally did Seamus curse you personally? That's what I'm saying. No, not that I know of. You got rid of him, yes, and he cursed you. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. He that's, did. That's my point. Well, look, this is all well and good, but we're talking about the team of the week strikers right now. <laughs> not really, and I mean, we we are so far off. Bouncing track. around as a really good English. Football announcer would say, I believe we've lost the plot a little mm, bit. Here. Well said. We need to get back to our 13 point forwards from the uh, third game week of the season. It's time to talk about Sebastian Allaire, mm-hmm. West Ham. Allaire, if we're saying that correctly, Brian. You can say the H if you want. Hey, tell us about your favorite hammer right now. My favorite hammer is, is Lanzini. Lanzini. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to him later. No, uh, look, he. The stat everyone's giving is that he had the most shots on target for the week, and he he, I mean, obviously he scores a brace. I mean, and yeah, he looked good. He looked good. I think uh, not to downplay anything, but I mean, the his second goal, for example, was you know it's a Lanzini, it's a Lanzini corner that Mikhail Antonio is inches away from heading in except for a Ben Foster save where he got fingertips on it that pushed it up into the bar. That's what launched it into the air, and it came down for Halerdic to... No. To, I heard a... It's to a, hit. It's a Alair. It's not a... Who's saying that? I'm just saying. I think it's Alair. Either way, Mikhail Antonio, you could tell, <laughs> struggled to celebrate that goal because he felt like it should. Oh, been the the ball! I mean, it, it was it was at it was at the backs of the Ben Foster fingertips as he was tipping it straight up into yeah. the bar. So, yeah. I mean, that that that's another. I mean, look, 
That's not a Lanzini assist. It's a it's a Antonio if assist. Only it had been right, Brian. Yeah, I wish it squad. had. Been. Now I'm going to cut short the Hilaire talk there because we're come, we're going to come back to him in a minute. But I do want, since we're talking about the Watford one West Ham three result, I do want to bring up one other aspect of this match, and that's where we get into the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award. Definitely. Yeah. I haven't seen a miss this bad. Uh, maybe ever. And we've seen <laughs> no, some bad ones. Raheem Sterling last year. Scott, this might have been closer than Raheem Sterling's. <laughs> I'm telling you. We are, watch the replay. We are referencing the winner's miss. The winner being one Will Hughes. Hey, Blondie. You missed oh, bad, bro. Like, it's harder to miss than make. Listen, he missed it. Don't name call as well. That's just harsh. Well, he's he's bleach blonde. He's fair True. skinned. He's fine. I owned him for a lot of last. I'm season. bald. Like just embrace what you are. I'm balding. Yeah, fair enough. There all we right. go. It's all out there. Now that we've got that covered, very important. Will Hughes missed yeah. in a horrible, yes. bad way. Will Hughes, congratulations, you, my friend. This week are the winner of the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award because you sucked. Yeah, yeah. Well, honestly, on that one I mean, it could go to the Watford effort collectively but yeah when it was oh, i'm sure when scott it, would what, love to give that when it was 1-1 they couldn't have had a better chance to score than that i think that definitely i mean 3-1 looks harsh especially when it was 1-1 when hughes missed that shot so yes that's right that, that's two, exactly two, why one watford it. is a is way different at that point Correct. than them you know turning yep. around and giving Alaire two goals that's true after a, after that point so all right, let's talk about our other 13-point forward, Tammy Abraham. Yeah, Tammy Abraham. This is why I wanted to title this podcast The Attack of the Seven-Pound Striker. Which we will discuss in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and Tammy th- Abraham will be coming up. But yeah. in the context of the Dream Team, are we going to be surprised if he shows back up here in future game weeks? No, no. I, I feel more positive about what Tammy Abraham did compared to what a lot of the other well not necessarily Ashley Barnes but a lot of the other seven and a half pound or less strikers who who scored here uh-huh. yeah I can see this I can see this continuing I All feel right, like, can I I feel like that's a I feel like that was such a huge monkey off of his back after the first few weeks that he's had uh, I, I and and his second goal was just gorgeous Beautiful. like such a such a strike. You gotta feel really good about that. He yeah, it was good. a good. He good last week. Yeah, it was a good nor- against Norwich. Yeah, when, right. When he came on as a sub, he, Drew right. started. Well, last I week. was gonna say he's he had more shots in twenty eight minutes two weeks ago than Giroud had in the first sixty two. That's right. So this, I mean, this it's not all that surprising. But Tammy Abraham yeah, he, scored a crap ton of goals last year in the championship, Scott. And I know you say they don't translate. Like Abraham <laughs> and Pookie are saying F you, Scott. Yes, they do. But you don't own either. And you just told me you don't plan on bringing in Pookie because you think he peaked. I, I might own Abraham. What's I different? I trust Chelsea's surrounding players, Pulisic and Mason Mount and Jorginho. Well, Okay, Dave? okay, the one Chelsea player that I really want in Mason Mount. is Mason Mount. Mm-hmm. He's a stud, man. Yeah, he is a stud. Well, Dave, I would say, too, if you really are serious about Tammy Abraham, you need to get really serious about him Quickly. in about an hour. Yeah, I know. Or you less. have, a, you have about late, an actually. hour as it we might record. Be too late. Um, it's too late for our listeners. Sorry, listeners. 
No, I still, yeah, I, for I've already sure. made my transfer this week. I'm running. Look, Cantwell. they play. Look, Chelsea's got Chelsea gets Sheffield at home next week. Then they go to Wolves, and then they play home to Liverpool. So the next three weeks, I mean, if you want to rush to him this week, I mean, you get one really good match. I'd say you get a a, a middle of the road. I don't think Wolves. I don't. I don't see how. I mean, no, they're still playing every the Europa Wolves, League, right? I, Yes, and I hope everyone's ready to watch Wolves play every match all season long to a 1-1 draw. By the way, they yeah, they struggled to a 1-1 draw here against Burnley this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are already citing Europa League travel and matches during yeah. the midweeks for, uh, to, to are contribute they to their results. Yeah. Where did Burnley finish last season in the Premier League table? Do either of you remember? I don't know. I, I do like because I won 14th. the bet on this. It 15th. was 15th place. 15th. Yeah. Guess where Wolves are as we sit here today. 15th? 15th place. Guess where I think they'll probably no end There's up. There's no way. Okay, I'll bet that right now. I'm not saying they're going to finish. I, you didn't let me please, finish. Please, please. No, but I love be, that it'll bet. Be, but it'll be bottom half. 100% Wolves will be bottom half. I love that bet. 100%. Especially the further they go in into the Europa League, which, by the way, they're doing a whole lot better than Burnley did last year. They will not finish 10th or above. Nope. Bottom they half. will finish between 11 and 17. Yeah, that's exactly what I think. Dave, that's, do you think they'll be no, top half? That's a, that's good a normal bet. call, I'm, Dave. I'm that's sk- not there's, I, there's I nothing know, bad about that. I um You don't think they'll finish 10th. You would take the bet if it was they will finish 15th exactly. Yeah, I I think they'll no, be bottom if half. If it was 11, 11 or under, I'd take it. I mean, uh, 12 or under. So I get 11 and up. Hmm. You I'm, know what? I'll give you that. Okay. I'll give you that bet. Right, Yay, good bet. I think Wolves will finish 12th or less. I think Wolves table. will finish 11th or higher. Hmm. It's funny that you couldn't just commit to top half, Dave. It's weak. Mark it down. <laughs> weak sauce. Mark it down. I had to cater to you no, on that bet. Tammy but, Abraham gets to play them in two weeks. And defensively, they're still okay. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not giving up a ton of... You know who of, they need back in the lineup? They're not giving a ton of shots. Has Doherty been playing? Yes. But, well, he was, but he's been an early sub twice. And and part of that, I mean, this week he's just. I was going to say the one of the guys that you absolutely, if you were one of the three percent of people that own Matt Doherty, Doherty, that's a that's a good. What one. was it though? Remember, someone told oh, us. Oh no, no, I know. Uh, Barry was saying that. Yeah. And that that uh, we that's one that we would like to see the player video. Also, I would like to Barry. see that. One of the replies to Ian Dark is asking that exact question. Was it? Yes, I promise. Scroll down. Interesting. What I'm saying is, you can't possibly have him. For six pounds, how is his price not? I understand that, but what I don't know is he can't be healthy because he's not the player he was last year. He's just not. I mean, he's. I don't know what he's doing. I don't feel like he's doing much. Johnny was way more involved. I mean, they were playing on the right side way more. Freaking Johnny! Wait, Johnny's on the left. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It matters for (laughs) it matters for accuracy, David. Look, the point is, Tammy Abraham gets to play against a Wolves team that's that's just fine that burnley kind of gashed and honestly burnley should have had more Abraham than one is a good striker chelsea gets to play against that defense next week or in two weeks i just don't see that as uh i just don't think that's a that's a necessarily a gray think, matchup for them i don't think the defense is as bad as you guys are saying i'm not saying they're bad i'm just saying they're playing a lot of matches that's all i'm saying and that that has an impact let's move to the defense our 10-point defender, highest-scoring defender of the week, was Patrick Van Onholt, prime contributor to one of the shock 
score lines of the weekend. Palace 2. United 1, Palace 2. Shutting Old Trafford up. That Nothing. Does, in, oh in Fergie time. Nothing yeah. weirder than the goalkeeper and defense. All the back line here of the of the dream team this week is bizarro land. Yeah. Now, Patrick Van Onhold is always... He's a stud player. He's a stud player, but he's not a consistent fantasy scorer, right? right? He has been so far this season. You did not... No one brought him in expecting anything, especially a goal in the 92nd minute at Old Trafford. A 6-2 and a 10. Yeah, you didn't bring him in thinking he was going to get a clean sheet against Everton. You thought if they were going to get a clean sheet, it's going to be at Sheffield, and you certainly weren't expecting him to get a goal against Manchester United. Mm. That's what's uh, interesting about fantasy, I suppose. It is. Good call on anyone who decided to hang on to him and play him. A couple of 10-point midfielders, Nathan Redmond of Southampton. This is the Southampton dream team. That's what happens when you play garbage, burning hot garbage. Southampton got to stomp on some gulls. Trash birds. <laughs> trash birds. They played the trash birds? Yes. Yeah, From now on, for forever, Scott. Why is, Absolutely. This, why is this now just being said? Yeah. They'll forever be trash birds, Yeah, Brian. forget seagulls. Boiling hot garbage. Brighton nil, Southampton 2. The hove trash birds. <laughs> Brighton is the stench Coming out of the maggot and fat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, they were Redmond, bad. They were bad, though. Nathan Redmond, season after season, continues to be one of those guys that just is always on the fringe of fantasy talk. Fantasy fringe. Nathan Brian, Redmond. you and love look. Redmond. You want to own him, and you know he can do this. You just want him to be a little more consistent, don't you? Well, I mean, I think he's. Yes, of course. I want him to be more consistent. Good. That's all I was going for. But this is a really late goal. It was a late tap-in against 10-man Brighton. So It's like how good really was it? It's it's good because it happened. And you're not <laughs> mad if you if you got it. It scores the same as the as a Jimenez 95th minute penalty. No doubt. So, and it's actually worth an additional point. It's worth one more than Jimenez is 9. So, let's say this. Redmond's price has dropped to a 6-4. Yeah. Is he worth looking at going forward? They got they're, they're home to United this week, then they're at Sheffield and home to Bournemouth in their next three. Then they're at Tottenham, which is home not to, home which, to Chelsea. At they're Tottenham, sched- what's wrong with that? What's wrong with at Tottenham? Mm, nothing. Actually, right now everyone wants to go play at White Hart Lane. No, Same- but that's the point. Matchup is not the primary thing here. Right? Who do you want? I want Mason Mount, not Nathan Redmond. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just asking the the Nathan I, Redmond lover. I want lover. to get rid of your Yuri Telemans. I'm going to Mason Mount. I'm not no, going to Nathan listen, Redmond. Nathan Redmond, we talked about this. Todd the, Cantwell, we talk, make some money. We talked about this in the preseason. Since Hasenhutl's taken over Southampton, it's true. the primary beneficiary of it's that been has been Redmond. Nathan Redmond. Nathan Redmond. It's true. So I'm not surprised that he's getting a goal against 10-man Brighton. It's that up to this point, you know, the matchups in the first, the first two weeks at Burnley, not great. Home to Liverpool, not great. So they get a result against the trash team that they play. The first trash team they play is Brighton, and he gets ten points. The, the, so home to Manchester United, the trash birds. Home to Manchester United, who now are not going to have Luke Shaw, the Ashley Young, defensed uh, Manchester United. Is that bad? I don't know. Probably. I mean, they'll they'll be okay. So then Sheffield and Bournemouth. After that, that's not the worst idea ever. There was a Manchester City midfielder who scored 10 points and made the dream team. It was not Raheem Sterling. It was not Kevin DeBrown. It was David Silva. Two assists. 
David Silva. Yeah. You can never sleep on that guy. Should have had three assists. Is that right? Yes. But look, hold on, stop. Let's think about this right now. And before we mention him any further, he's got a 3 1 and a 10. Yeah, he's got 79 79 minutes, 12 12 minutes, minutes, and 90 minutes. minutes. Wow. Okay, not planned. All right. (laughs) Bottom, look. I know where you're going with this. That's why. Are you bringing him in? He's 7 4. No, you're not bringing him in. Uh, Why not? You're not bringing him in. Why There's not? no way you're bringing him in. Because he played 12 minutes two weeks ago. Understood. This was his 400th appearance. He, he was due. You want me to use other crutch arguments? <laughs> There's no way. I need more cliches. There's... No, you're going with other guys, too. No. We're talking about Manchester City. Remember, you only get three of them. David Silva is nowhere near the top five among City Would players. Would you take Bernardo Silva over David Silva? I don't want Bernardo Silva either. I don't want and, either one. And I'll tell you bunch why. Of, you bunch of scaredy cats. Let me tell you why I don't want Bernardo Silva. Because I had Bernardo Silva, <laughs> and I <laughs> don't want burned. Bernardo Silva. You are carrying Bernardo Silva baggage, Scott. You know what that was like. Yeah, I, I had him last year. You know who I want on Manchester City right now? De Browner. John Stones. Just kidding. That's not true. <laughs> He's injured, that's, Scott. That'd that's be a, a bad idea. That's a long, he has an unknown return date. Look, that's a long-running inside David joke Silva on the pod. should have had a penalty. We know this. We all saw it. Kyle Martino rightly said after the match, if VAR isn't for that, then what is it for? Wow, no kidding. He got stomped right on the foot, and somehow, after their VAR review, they determined no penalty. I don't understand this weekend at all. Yeah. I really don't. Crazy. By the way, completely spontaneous insertion of segment here, Dave. You ready? Really? Something we haven't done in a long time. Can't wait for this. I mentioned his name. We have to bring back the John Stones ownership update. John Stones ownership update. Oh, good. Guess what? For the first time in the history of this podcast, the John Stones ownership is exactly where it should be. 2.1%. Way to go, FPL players. Man. Only 2.1% of you. 2.1? Own John Stones. Outstanding job. The other, the, the 2.1. It's going to be dead teams. It should, no way. <laughs> dead teams. After three weeks three. in, <laughs> the people are actually still owning John should be 0.1. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, fine. It's still higher than it should be. I'll concede that. All right, let's move to the nine-point guys on the Dream Team. We'll start with uh, the ultimate, the Premier League's locker room dad, Mark Noble. I was going to ask you guys if we ever even got a chance to talk about this. He's five pounds. Who cares? Uh, He's in the Dream Team. Mark Noble. Token reference, locker room dad, balding joke here. Let's move on. Let's move to the defense. In the defense. (laughs) He's the undisputed penalty taker. For West Ham United. Scott, it's tough to argue this. Uh, he didn't play the first two games, and they lost the first one 5 nothing. They tied the Trash Birds 1-1, and then he plays, they win 3-1, and he scores nine fantasy points. It had nothing to do with Hilaire's two goals. I'm just saying. It was all Mark Noble. It's interesting. Hmm. Something to keep my eye on. You're really curious about Mark Noble. He's 5-0, man. He's That's, on your watch list. You'd have that to, is, is, is Mark Noble seriously on your watch list? Thinking about it. He's, he's the, you're thinking about putting him on your watch list. If you That's put, enough for me. If you put him on your team, he's your fifth midfielder, and he just sits there the entire time, and you pray that he gets a penalty whenever you play your bench boost. Maybe. I'm just saying. 
no, I, like I'm not considering this. I think it is something to think about in the way that you think about how there are how many billions of of solar systems there are He's in the right. entire He's universe. Right, yeah. I'm just no, saying. That's rather, what I'm trying to I get to here. I would rather Cantwell at okay. four six. All right, very All good. Right. Uh, Bjorn Engels, Aston Villa. We referenced him a little bit already. He scored nine points. Just keep it moving. No one, no one, needs no one cares. To talk. So, Young no, best hey. regard of Southampton. No one cares about that either. No one cares about that. How about no, Angus you're not, Gunn? Look. Your goalkeeper. We're just, for we're just making. Brian you're not bad. buying. You're not buying Yannick Vestergaard. No matter how many points he scores, he'd have to score nine points in five weeks for you to think about buying him for five dollars. It's crazy. Five pounds for him. Come all on, those, FPL, get it together. All those guys at least make it competitive. All those Southampton five. defenders went up to five pounds. So I, there's one Southampton guy that I'm keeping my eye on, and I'm not adding him yet. It's Jan Valery, right? Because that guy's playing in an advanced position. It always gets me is, trying to say that. Last year when he was cheaper, I had him, and it yeah. was worth it. It's not right now. Not He's now. at a five zero. So exactly. But and also he was the substitute when Gineppo came I know. on. And Gineppo it was, scored. It was to give them as Are you Pazuzu saying that said, properly? I'm pretty sure it is. We don't. Have, we could officially how to say it some other day. Maybe we should. It was different, but it was it was Hasenhutl saying. Mm, interesting, Scott. Was Hasenhutl saying when we need more going forward? That is our. That is a move, move we can make. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's fair. I'm just saying. Are you keeping your eye on him still, Dave? No, Brian talked me out of it. All right. Very good. All right, let's get into uh, a couple other of segments that we have on the agenda. I want to start with the. Manager quote of the week, Chris Wilder of Sheffield United. Dude, there was a couple people who could have gotten manager quote of the week. I don't know this one. I'm ready to hear it. But there were some other managers that had some good things to say. All right, I want to hear what yours are. I'm going to give you mine first. Here's Chris Wilder's. I didn't think we deserved anything from the game today. Out of possession, it was far too comfortable for them. And in possession, we weren't brave enough and we turned it over too much. I think the better team won today. I'm not pleased with the effort because that is just bog standard. Cheers for effort doesn't tick a box for me. I don't know what all of those words mean, and that's part of the reason why I choose them as manager quote of the week when they use these figures of speech. But also, brutally honest, man. Yeah, I love brutally honest. I love it when it's bog what? Bog standard. Bog standard. Brian, Mm -hmm. look, I know that you wanted to name this pod the... Seven pounds. Seven pounds striker or fury or whatever it was. Yeah. Bog standard probably is leading in the clubhouse. All right, fine. That's really good. I just like that uh, he used a fig phrase, figure of speech. I I don't know what you call that. Sorry, sorry, listeners. Maybe help us out. That's that's a new one for us. Help us, Barry. Uh, But at the same time, uh, brutally honest, I have a feeling, I mean, he's Sheffield Sheffield, uh, United's manager. Uh, so he might have plenty of weeks to have the opportunity to say things similar. I like that though. To Sheffield, that. Admit, hey, watching Sheffield's fun. It the is. Blades. All right, I'm going to give out for the first time this season. I'm going to give out an honorary, meaningless fantasy half point. Are you ready? I'm excited about this. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah, I'm going to give my fantasy half point out to Andrew Luck, quarterback for the Indianapolis this is Colts. Not a- football podcast it is a football podcast i'm not american football listen podcast. if you followed us during the off season over the summer you know that i listened to something on audible called the beautiful brain that documentary inspired me to do a 12 minute monologue and review of the beautiful brain 
and the impact that soccer is having on players' brains. You did a great job with that, by the way. You need Thank to go you very look, much. look that up and go listen to it if you haven't done that. Appreciate that. You know what Andrew Luck did? He preserved his brain this past week by retiring from American football. Yeah, he never gets hit that much. Not in the head. There are concussions there. I mean, if there's anything that the American football has done, it's don't hit quarterbacks in the head. Yeah, he still suffered some concussions and lots of other injuries. I think the thing that would have done it for me was the lacerated kidney. I think that might have been he, the... Again, I think for the second time, I'm going to say this. He's right, you know. It's <laughs> true. I think, I, I think that might have been the one. Just like the, the second time Tony Romo fractured a vertebrae. I think right. I think that's probably what the one where you say, that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I believe I've reached my limit. Listen, yes, this was just a shameless way of bringing back my my review of The Beautiful Brain from the summer. But at the same time, I know Andrew Luck's taking a bunch of heat, especially from Colts fans. I get it. The timing's not good, all that stuff. But you know what? When a guy's willing to walk away from his from the sport that he loves, the sport that he's really good at, and in part it's because he wants to preserve the physical health that he still has, I'm always okay with that. So I know this is not a soccer mention, but Andrew Luck, I applaud you. Also, go back and listen to the beautiful brain. It was it was inspired. It was an inspired monologue. Fantasy now, half point. Now, who really gets the fantasy half point? Oh, you're serious. <laughs> it really did go to Andrew Luck. It's on the agenda, man. All don't, right. you, don't you look at our agenda before we start this? I haven't read any updates. Oh my goodness. Well, you know what else I put on the uh, the agenda? No. The very thing you've been asking for. Oh, the yeah. seven-pound striker, stud or dud. Are you I ready for this? I don't the agenda either. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Wow. Did I add that later? Yeah, It's not I on probably... there, period. In your own brain, you added it. It's on my agenda. In Brian's defense. <laughs> All right, I attacked you, and I apologize. Thank All you. All right, let's go to the seven-pound striker, stud or dud. All right, we'll start with Marco Arnautovich. Just kidding. We're not going to. But he's still available for you to choose an FPL if you want to go weird. after Can you Price. really FPL? Really, FPL? Really? <laughs> Price is locked in. You can't in. remove people? Price is locked in. Stupid. <laughs> locked in all year. All right, we'll go back to where we uh, where the conversation. I, I really wanted to jump in on this, and I, I refrained until now. So, Brian, you were very eager to say yes to Tammy Abraham. All right, let me give you a few uh, a few uh, rapid-fire comparisons here. Okay. And I know that the price points are not all identical. Tammy Abraham or Callum Wilson? I... Quick, man, quick fire. You got to roll. I want the dollar. I want Tammy. Tammy Abraham or Ashley Barnes? I agree with him, by the way. Oh, man. Screw Ashley I want, Barnes. I want I Abraham. Want, I want Tammy Abraham's... <laughs> schedule next week and then i want ashley barnes's schedule fence sitter give <laughs> that me, is the ultimate me, fence sitting give right me there. abraham Screw abraham it. over barnes I, uh, but honestly though you can't listen to me because i hate listen, ashley barnes yeah, listen I know. burnley's schedule after they play liverpool next week from, the, really from the moment after the international it break is good until until the end of november until week 13 really nice. and ashley hey, barnes so. needs to be considered he really does even though i hate and him. that's why everyone's jumping on him this week but who's because to say ashley barnes won't nick a goal on liverpool he absolutely he can. might a uh, liverpool's defense this has not been this liverpool wall. defense at turf more the one that gets dribbled around all the time whether you're <laughs> virgil van dyke or not <laughs> the one with the one with adrian in goal that's right, that's legit. Important. That's legit. And Scott, is it a little concerning? We haven't mentioned this, and I know I'm interrupting the segment. There's no return date set for Allison yet. Is this a little concerning? No. Okay. Look, hey. top of the table, man. 
Top Listen. of the table. And you know the gaffes. I know. It's going to bite you at some point. I don't know. Something that's good about... <laughs> Listen, Anyways. listen, until Allison gets back, we're going back to the Rodgers era. Just outscore the other team. That's, <laughs> that's all fair. that matters. Listen, outscore the other team. Yeah, that's fair. Something that's true of a team almost every year, and for whatever reason, it's been Chelsea a lot in the last couple years. Re- again, balance. You don't get a lot of back-to-back matches where you're like, eh, do I really want them playing them and them in the next two weeks? Chelsea does not have that through January. So... Yeah, do you like it that they're playing Wolves and Liverpool back to back in weeks five and six? Not really, but Wolves is not terrible. And after that, yeah, they get to play Liverpool at home. So there's a lot. There are a lot of positive matchups in the ne- for the next four months for Chelsea. You tell me that that Mount and or Pulisic and Abraham, the, those three, can't catch Liverpool, TAA or Robertson. Well, they absolutely can. They showed it in the Super Cup. I mean, I don't think Abraham played. It's, I think it was Giroud. But, I mean, Pulisic and... They and played them. Chelsea gave Liverpool all they could handle. Pulisic and Pedro Cup. were torching yeah. Liverpool during yeah. stretches of that match. Yeah. They, there's some pace there. Yeah. Oh, and there's oh, a lot of right. I forgot they scored that one that they got called back. Pulisic it's scored. Margin. Was, margin. Yep, small yep, margin. Absolutely. They showed some pace. Yeah. It was impressive. And uh, and so yeah, there's definitely potential there. All right, that's Tammy. Let me ask one more Abraham question, then we'll move on to some other seven pound forwards. Abraham or Pookie moving forward? Ooh, the price uh, is almost the same now. Yeah, that's the problem for me. Is that their price is getting close? I the the tough thing with both you haven't seen either of them really. You've just seen better performances in the first three weeks from Pookie. I'll. Say Timo Puki. Really? Ooh, okay. Look, same. See, I'm always going to choose the guy with the higher ceiling moving forward. I think Tammy Abraham's got the higher ceiling moving forward. Don't you? It seems like that, but then you look and see 17 points and a hat trick against Newcastle, and they're not playing against, they're not going to get Newcastle every week, but their schedule's nice. Yeah, but Abraham still plays that Newcastle was the, twice. The biggest gripe that uh, that I had with Norwich to start the season that was like, ah, oh, well, Pookie had a lot of goals in the championship, but at least you get a chance to wait and see. The first five weeks, their schedule's terrible, and he's got friggin' nine hundred points in the first three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I mean, they play West Ham next week. Play at West Ham. I mean, that's not. It's not bad. No, not listen, bad it doesn't matter all. who they play. There's no defense he can't score on right now, it seems. But will he? Will he keep doing this? Dave, you and I said before we started recording this, there's no way he's going to score 40 goals like he's averaging or pacing right now to, to score. No, but if he's going to be good. Define good. He's got five. Okay. You said he's not going to get to 20. I don't think he'll get to 20. So there's 15 goals left over the next 35 matches. Is that worth bringing him in Won't, at six nine? What he might probably. The, but Won't Scott, he? Scott. Are we really sure about that? Listen to me. I don't feel great about it, but Here. I feel pretty good about it. It's listen, tough to, listen, I'm on record as saying he's not care, getting to 12. I don't care what team you play for. Scoring 20 goals in this league when the when the Golden Boot winner last year was three guys, Salah, Mane, and Aubameyang at 22 goals. To say that Pookie's going to score twenty more than twenty goals—that's something. I'm just saying. I think I think he'll probably fizzle out at fifteen. 
I think Scott by the, by after Christmas, I think he's gonna the Norwich City will be uh, Cantwell and Pookie will be fine till Christmas, and after Christmas, my guess is they start to fade off. I don't want to keep pointing back to just say hey go check out the big stat column every week. But so far, I mean, that's been the thing for me with, I can't, in the first two weeks, and now three weeks, is the story of Norwich is the players that, you know, kind of like the the numbers are just in there in all of their favor. It's Buendia, now Cantwell, and most of all, Pookie. The but, thing that, you know what announcers say all the time? You know how announcers say, oh, he really needs to hit the target there? He really needs to do better with that? They're never they saying will that never say that on about Pookie, Pookie. He's because he's always he's shooting like like eighty percent on target right now, <laughs> and and like I said last week, that's not going to last. He that shot over fifty percent on target last season in Scott, more it, matches it, in a, over a hundred shots. We Scott, talk about Scott, regression. Hold on, hold on. It is possible though. It's hold on, no stop. You oh, know, come on. Hold on. There's no way. Hold on a second. I understand what you're about to say. You don't know what his mean is. What I'm 80% saying is, shots on target no, over it's not a gonna, season? No, he's not going to stay at like 9 out of 12 shots on target kind of pace. I don't think that at all. But he's not really shooting in positions where he's going to be kicking them out of bounds very much. I just, I'm not, like, that's the one thing that I really do believe about him is that look at where he was. I'm just saying, I he's think. He's in the perfect places all the time. That's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. His positioning, Scott, is very very good, sure. and that's something that that is not going to fade. Here's one I can here's one I can help you with. Mm-hmm. In this match, for example, fourteen total touches in the match against Chelsea. Fourteen, but Scott, as you know, and as they say in Norwich, it's not the size of your Temu, <laughs> it's how you pookie. <laughs> I love when you do that to Dave while he's taking a sip. <laughs> say that again. Really? How do they say that in Norwich? It's not the size of your Timu. <laughs> it's how you. It's pookie. how you pookie. That's amazing. I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, look. A, the, I have uh, spilled drink Jamie, all over me. Jamie Vardy last I season. Bourbon on my heel. Jamie Vardy took how many shots last season? How many shots know. do you think uh, Jamie Vardy me. took I don't last know. season? Tell me. Fifty-seven. That doesn't seem like enough. Fifty-seven shots. Okay. No, I think that's his on target. I think he took. I think he had fifty-seven okay. shots on All target. Right, fair enough. He scored eighteen goals. That is an outstanding conversion. Okay. You you want that? If you said a guy's going to score eighteen goals at all, you're happy with that, right? But to do it on that 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 small a number of shots on target, I don't know, man. I'm not saying Pookie's going to get eighteen, but. Holy cow. That's it. That's the end of my thought. All right. Holy cow. Okay, so, there we go. I see you two and your norgasm, <laughs> and I reply yes. with this piece of cynicism. Okay. You ready? Yes. It's Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> Allison out. Adrian's Liverpool. That's who they've scored against in week one. Adrian's Liverpool. Already relegated Newcastle. <laughs> okay. The Newcastle that just beat Spurs? Okay, Scott. Relegated Newcastle. And the Chelsea who has given up the second most fantasy points so far this season through three game weeks. I think it's only going to get harder from here for Norwich City. Plus, let's not let's not 
pretend like people aren't noticing this, okay? Anyone who's going to be playing Norwich moving forward is going to know what they're going up against more so than they have I tell you what, that's a really fair point. That's the best point that you've said in like since we've started doing this podcast. Wait, like three years ago? Yeah. They, no, okay. that's a very good Wow, really good point. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. No, no, no. No, I'm, I'm jokes there. But that's a very, very good point. Is teams are now starting to be like, okay, we're not, we're going to take Norwich seriously. And there's every reason to look at the three. Like I know on, the, I know what the color coding chart says about Liverpool, Norwich, Chelsea. But again, there was something there for Norwich to get from all three of those, and they happened to get it. Full credit to them because they did. Because they didn't Will Hughes their way through those matches. Right. They actually put the goals in. Pookie is scoring the goals, and yet. I just don't see it lasting. I, I know that it sounds crazier with every week that I say this, but I just don't see it lasting. Dave, give us an update on our mini league through three game weeks. If you have not been listening to this podcast up to this point, maybe it's your first time listening to us. First of all, I'm sorry because we've been all over the place on this one. But we have a mini league that listeners have joined. Thank you to everyone who's been joining us. The Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast Mini League. I believe we have a change at the top of the league, Dave. Yes, we do. Dominion 2000. Is that a Virginia Is that a play on Andre 2000, Brian? I don't know. Or Old Xander Cahill. He is repping the Irish flag. He is rolling with Matt Ryan, Zinchenko, Van Dyke, Alexander Arnold, Dina, Dendonker. All those guys haven't scored, so I don't know how he's even scored points this week. I think I'm about to get to him. DeBrowna, Salah, Sterling, Pookie, Barnes, and <laughs> Captain, Captain Sterling. Good choice. Yeah, absolutely. Salah would have been the better captain, but obviously I didn't choose that either right, this Xander. week. Hey, he took a minus four this week with three transfers. And, uh, hey, he's, he's getting it done this week. Uh, hey, look, I also want to give a shout-out to Joe Morgan, Pookie Man, continuing to stay near the top of the table. He did is he, in did second. He, did he captain Pookie? He did not. He captained Sterling as well. A theme there with the two top teams. Somebody he, captained Pookie last week. He was rocking Heaton, Wambasaka, Van Dyke, Dinas, Zinchenko, DeBrowna, Salah, Sterling, Norwood. That's interesting. Pookie Man. Pookie, of course, Callum Wilson. Those That's his uh, starting lineup. And then I'm going to go down to uh, one more. We'll give the top three maybe. I don't know if I'll do this every week, but we'll, we'll go to Downing Young Boys. Kenneth Fletcher rocking Nick Pope, Shaw, Van Dyke, Lundstrom in a back three. Sterling, Telemans, DeBrown. You need to get rid of Telemans. Salah, Sigurdsson, Barnes, and Pookie. There seems to be a common theme with a few of the top teams with Sterling, Salah, Pookie, Barnes. Have you noticed that? And DeBrown. Interesting to me. Anyways, 63 points. Good job. You, uh, hey, Mini League, old Mini League Barry, bring it up. I'm not going to go through your team, Barry. You're in fourth at 199. Well done to you, sir. I salute you. Well done, everyone involved. We're glad you're listening. We're glad you're playing along with us. Brian, you played your uh, wild card before game week three. I want to mm-hmm. hear what you're thinking about doing leading into game week four. Well, going into game week four, the biggest thing for me is that I have two yellow triangles next to players one of them i don't care about and one of them i care very very much about so uh until we know the severity of the anthony martial injury 
that I I I have a move in mind, but I feel like I can't uh, responsibly make the move that I want to make until I know how serious Anthony Martial is hurt. Let's assume, as we're sitting here, you need to transfer out Martial. Who would you go to? Um, if I had to go, I I probably would go to Mason Mount. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Which will be really annoying. He's had because- a knock though. Yeah, but his is not as serious. Okay. His is not as serious and this is like awaiting scans on Martial where where right away it was Frank Lampard said right away that it was just a it was just a kick to the shin. Okay. Or a calf or something. That it's a lower leg injury that's not not thought to be serious. Yep. Dave, I know last week you took a negative four with two transfers. What are you thinking about doing leading into game week four? I took a negative eight last week. You did? Yep. Uh, the what mon- was the other movie? Money was flowing. I don't even remember. Uh, I currently have Pickford, Lundstrom, Kelly, Zinchenko, Martial, Salah, Sterling, Cantwell, Sabalos, and Kane, Stecklenburg, Hanley, Rico, Greenwood. Um, this week, I you haven't asked me, but I'm going to tell you. I'm going to captain Sterling at home to the Trash Birds. And then my vice captain will be Aubameyang home to Tottenham. Are you saving your free transfer? Or are you? No, I already made my transfer this week. Uh, I got rid of Dendonker and brought in Cantwell. Okay. I got Cantwell's rise. He was. A, I did it yeah. uh, the other day okay. before his rise. And so. is he going straight into your squad probably? He, he's in there already. At, right. at West Ham, he is in there rolling, rolling, rolling. I am uh, all ears about Martial. If I have to, I'll take a negative four. I don't know what to do with him yet. Sure. I am I am waiting on Ben Dennery. Uh follow him on Twitter at Ben Dennery duck or uh, Sponsor at ben us. Uh, I am following Ben Dennery and, and waiting to see what he tells me. He is the official word of all things injury. Brian, Dave gave us his captain. We didn't get yours. Who are you gonna captain this week? Um I would also captain Sterling. I don't see how that I don't feel like that's gonna be a really popular pick. But uh what I was going to say is the move that I really want to make, I, I'm prepared to take a minus four to move Kane up to Sergio Aguero. Really? I know we, I know you that, that money sitting there. No, it would be getting rid of Kyle Walker Peters. Yeah. I would, who is also gosh, injured, man. who I also don't care about. So here's the other thing. Most Salah scores in Arsenal. You know who else scores in Arsenal? Freaking Harry Kane. No, I, I know that. And, and I feel like, I feel like Spurs, they were uninspiring. And it and it does make me a little nervous going. But they'll be week. inspired for Arsenal coming. Sure, in. I they think will. he's right. I'm hoping for a here. Uh, here's what a here, Arsenal win, but a fantasy win for me. Here, with a here's what I know. Kane scoring. Here's sure. what I know that Spurs fans, some of them I, that I've seen, are nervous about already, and rightly so, is the matchup between Nicola Pepe and Danny Rose. Assuming that Danny Rose plays in this match. That, Nicola is gonna is gonna own him. You oh know that's gonna gosh. happen. Oh my gosh, that that is just not good. Yeah. <laughs> so that the the unsettled nature of Spurs makes me really nervous. Like this is a really bad time for them to have to go to Arsenal to play. You're I right. Don't like it. You're right. Hey, well, Dave, what I was gonna ask you? Can I ask you one thing really quick, Scott? Before you keep going on this stuff, sure. Before you tell us your captain, yeah. Arsenal after after the uh, the underachievers derby <laughs> next week. <laughs> well said. Uh, well said. Arsenal's schedule opens up like oh I don't know uh, crazy good for for three months 
I think. <laughs> it really is. Some, I mean, it really is like that. It's it's until City December fourteenth. December fourteenth is the next. They only play. They only play United between and, between next week and December fourteenth. And is at United scaring you right now? Who do you actually trust out of this group of Gunners? Good lord! Honestly, I didn't realize their schedule opened up like that. That's Look, we crazy. we said Ceballos, but obviously he he uh, he. Laid a serious egg last week. He was week. out of position. I, I think I'm hoping that Emery will realize that his mistake and move him back and, and change Arsenal's formation back the way it should be. If there was a time to take a chance on Pepe, is is after Spurs match the time? It could be this week, Brian. You mentioning? Uh, look, I think he'll start again, and he finally got his first start. He he went he went a sub in, then he got a half, and now now we got a start. He's the only man to dribble past the vaunted Van Dyke. And now the only he, man to make Van Dyke take two steps back. And now and now he has the vaunted Toby Alderweireld to try to <laughs> dribble past as his last line. Or Davinson Sanchez who might try to pull Look, him down. Any striker needs that first goal. He might get it this week. I don't know. He's he's still I'm not sure I'm ready to own him yet. Scott, is he too expensive no matter what? Pepe? Yeah. Would you? What would you have to see? How many weeks? Two? Is that the rule here? If you see a guy do this for two weeks, remember Scott. He's a nine. He's a midfielder, not a striker, and he's a nine four. Is that too expensive? He dropped. He's, he's nine, a nine four. four. He went from nine five to nine four. Yeah. For since week one. Yeah. Why it's would cr- enough people have him? Week one for his price to drop. It doesn't by even week make three. any sense. His ownership is only three point five percent. You dummies! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? So my squad is not built for me to bring in Pepe. Not to ruin your question, but I've got Sterling, and then I've got Sigurdsson, and he's not going out. Well, it, so you, you could, you wouldn't make that move. As things sit right now, guilty for Pepe. Yeah. No. 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 I De is nine seven right now. So De, De Bruyne, okay. in my opinion, your brother's a, screaming right now. By he the way. is. Well, Pepe's a nine four. So some people might not be able to make that jump from a, the nine four jump. I know money's tight in the beginning of the year. Okay. The nine four jump might be easier than nine seven. So maybe that's the option. Okay. I'm you're just, right. You're right about Arsenal's schedule. It opens up big time. I'm just saying. Based on based on their actual opponents between Spurs and December fourteenth, there is a lot of nothing in there. So, just a question. That's all. All right, I'll close out the show by giving you my thoughts. But actually, Brian, you're going to have to help me out with my lineup once again, second week in a row. <laughs> okay, I'm going to lean on you <laughs> for advice here. I'm not only going to captain Raheem Sterling. Just as I've been doing all season, maybe this is the week to triple captain him. I mean, yeah. we saw in our own league, brother Matt. Shout out to you. He took Camones, it. man. He went triple captain on Firmino against yes, Arsenal. He did. It didn't pay off. It didn't. He missed. <laughs> but as he and I had discussed, you know, it's like the triple captain is so nebulous. Uh, you know, sometimes you save it for a double match week and it doesn't work out. Sometimes it does, but it's rare. And then, like, Firmino, no one had scored more goals against Arsenal than Firmino in the past, I don't know, five-plus years or whatnot. And, of course, he doesn't score, and other people do, right? And and But 
that wasn't a horrible decision. But no. sometimes you just miss in fantasy when you make the right decision. Yeah. You know, so anyways, but kudos to him. He didn't miss. But you're right, this week... Who's to say this isn't the week to triple Captain Sterling? Listen, Sterling's number so far in the season, 26 and 8. That's or for fil- me... Filthy good. 40, 12, and 16, because he's been my captain all season. Yeah. Why not throw triple captain on there? Home against Brighton. My, my one thing would scare me with this guy. He is coming off a of 26 and 8. Like, that probably won't continue, I don't think. Maybe it does against the Trash Birds. I'm sure it probably does. He Look, he apologized to FPL owners just after this weekend for not Brighton, scoring a hat trick. Brighton, maybe he'll make it up no, to their owners. He, he should apologize for his late yellow card. That's what he should apologize. <laughs> That's true. Brighton scores against Manchester City since they've been back in the in the top flight. Uh, City doesn't score a ton. Hasn't scored a ton against them. I think they're averaging like two and a half goals a match against them, something okay. like that. But, of course, it was 4-1. I mean, it was last match of the season. They went, you know, they sealed the title against Brighton last season, and that was the Raheem Sterling and Sergio Aguero show. So, yeah. The, I, the, and this, to me, this Manchester City, this, do you want to know You want to know a stat that you're not going to be surprised about at all? Please. Manchester City have taken 63 shots total so far this season. 40 of them have been in the penalty area. Wow. They are not just shooting. They are shooting at close at range. blank range <laughs> all the time. Wow. And they do it early in the match. And they too. are just and you know this is like relentless. They are they they are not going to take less than the number of goals that they can get. That's right. So to me the, uh, owning three attacking Manchester City players is there is no mistake in doing that. I absolutely applaud Aguero, Sterling, KDB as a as a well nice little diamond up top. There you go, Bradley. Or pyramid, I guess. You don't even listen. Now, Brian. Yes. I've got three guys I want to transfer out, but the matchups only make it so that there's there's one that I have to transfer out. Plus he's got a yellow triangle next to his name. But as you were saying before we started recording, he probably should have a red triangle soon, and that's Luke Shaw. Yeah, Luke Shaw, the the reports are, could be out, it's three to five weeks. There are varying stories out there. All right, so you said you had but some advice for me. A month. Luke Shaw out, who should come in? Well, if you're going to just go in that same in that same exact price range. Hold on, I'm getting the app ready. <laughs> All right, go ahead. No, if you're going to go in that same exact price range, why don't you just get your guy? Why don't you just go for Matip? He's right, has he you know. secured himself a spot? I think he has. In the, in the Liverpool defense? Has He's already made us forget about Gomez. At Burnley. There's something special about Virgil and Matip together in that center-back pairing. I don't think Matip's going to score a goal every week, of no. course, from a set piece. Liverpool's eventually going to get a clean sheet. I would love to see them clean sheet freaking Ashley Barnes. Screw you, Ashley Barnes. I guess it depends on how much money you need. So, I wouldn't. I mean, I as a, I've got all the money in the world. I try, I tried at the last moment this week on my wild card. I was in the I was in the middle of clicking from Juan Basaka to Shaw, and I obviously, which how far up in our mini league table? What did you name Luke Shaw? Was it the guy in first or second? Luke Shaw, Manchester United this weekend seemed like. One of the like best on paper picks. So I don't fault you at all for having Luke Shaw, and it's just a complete 
freak accident that he ends up with a bad hamstring injury here. It it was third place, Adam. That's that's obviously it's not a terrible thought. So I mean, Matip losing a tenth. I mean, you're you're making a tenth just just to move down. Yeah, you get Liverpool playing against Burnley. I, I you don't love it. I know Scott, you don't love it. I don't. What else so, you got? Listen to me. Yeah, I'm here. I don't know what else. Emerson, you have Emerson still? I do. Oh, what else can that guy do? That guy cannot do. He's on the verge else. of breaking out. And he plays Sheffield this weekend, so I'm not transferring him out yet. No, no, no I know. Shaw's I, hurt. I was going to say, if you didn't have Emerson, that would be the guy Shaw's that Shaw's my say. free transfer. You know who is intriguing me, at least? Who's You're going to have to help me out. We had a say to him last year. Soyunger. Yes. Is that how you so said it? You. So yes. That's so really you. close. That's that's really close. Everyone's gonna just say Soyunsu. No, Soyunsu. Uh, his assist this week was fortunate. I'll just say that. I'll just say it was a lucky thing if you got his assist, just because of the way the play ended up happening. But yeah, uh, it's not a bad matchup. At four five, that's a good that's a good call there, Scott. Home against Bournemouth. Yeah, I could see it happening. Um, the guy I was gonna say it depends on how much money, how much money you need, but one of the Aston Villa defenders, a guy who did do a good job, Tyron Mings, no, Frederick Gilbert, mm. who finally got the start. He's at a four four. I like that. He is a four four. His ownership is low. I'm sure plenty of people are. There's going to be way more people on him wow, this Villa's week. Wow, Villa's schedule at Palace, got home assist. to West Ham, at Arsenal. Home to Burnley at Norwich. Home to Brighton. Yeah, you like you like five of their next six. You get three of those matches at home, which is that's a, I mean that's a that's a little bit different for Villa playing at home. I might bring McGinn in for Martial this week. That might be something. I I just feel like there are some there. I feel like there are a lot of really good straight up options or lower dollar options. If you're not going to go up from Luke Shaw to somebody who's six. Do you have Zinchenko? I don't. That's a that's another option. Although five five. Although the yeah, that's, that's a lateral move. Shot is Zinchenko. Okay, then that's a no brainer. The only thing that makes me nervous about that is Benjamin Mendy. Trash birds. Mendy is not taking over. Hey, I do not want to hear the hey. myth of Benjamin Mendy until he actually starts two games in a row. Pep says pain free. I don't care what Pep says. Training good. He has a special quality. These are That's all great. things that Pep oh, Guardiola great. has said this week. You know what his special quality is? Staying out of the f***ing <laughs> lineup. That's what, his, that is, that's what his special quality is. David Smith. Benjamin Mendy hasn't right. done shit in this league <laughs> for right. three years. He's right. I just don't think... Two Zin- years. Two Look, years. Zinchenko's not enough of a player to keep Benjamin Mendy out when Mendy is healthy. Zinchenko's performances haven't been that good. That you just say, oh, absolutely, he's he has cemented his place in there, and you know how Pep is about training. It's about giving a hundred percent in training. So he's Mendy is. We saw it last season. As long as that's not true, Mendy. When Mendy's the five minutes and Mendy's been healthy, he's been amazing. <laughs> not just good. He's been amazing. I don't amazing. want to hear that bull. No, okay. I'm he just, has been really. I'm just good. saying. No, he hasn't. He had no defensive comparison attacking wise. The five games he started last season. I and have the, same the money. Two seasons, two, when they had him two seasons ago when he did it. 
I do have the money for Yay, Mindy played three games a year. Yay, start him. I'm going to buy him. <laughs> I'm not saying He's buy gonna him. He's going to be special. I'm not saying buy him, but if you, but if you see him start next week, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Right. At all. Not at all. Hold on. That's a big statement. You're saying Mendy might start next week? He's he is training. He's in training. He's in full training. That's Has he played with the under twenties yet? Or under twenty threes? <laughs> Has he played a I match? I don't have with that information yet? directly in front of me. I'm just All telling right. you I'm just telling you what is Pep Guardiola's speech. He's training. Yes. He's on a bike. He's riding a bicycle. No, he's training. He's All in right. real training. So I'm gonna have to listen back to this podcast to know if I got anything to help me. Dave, get it out quick, all right? Hey, follow us anywhere you can find Fantasy Soccer FC, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, but there's not much on there yet. Sorry about that. We'll get we'll work on that. Patreon.com slash One day, F-S-F-C. one day we will fill that YouTube page. <laughs> we are fledgling, but we are mighty. Uh, <laughs> so follow us anywhere that you can. Uh, we've got different things on all the different channels that you can uh, benefit from. And, uh, of course, uh, keep listening to the podcast. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for uh, those of you in the mini league. We love that. We would love to see it continue to get bigger and bigger. And I will add, thanks to all of you who have reached out to us. It is never a burden. It is always fun to hear from you and to get feedback from you, to get questions from you, to get even some advice from you. I love all of that. So thank you very much. Scott, what's the code? If anyone still wants to join the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast mini league on the Fantasy Premier League website... It is a classic private league. The code that you need to join is 1XV4PA. That's 1XRAY. Victor. Victor. 4 Papa Alpha. Look at you. I just forgot Victor. That's Very all. Sorry, good. Victor. Well done. All right. Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.